Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Happy birthday, America. Yeah, what a joy to celebrate the 4th of July. Actually, on the 4th of July, not just we always get to do it on the 4th of July weekend, Bill, but this is the first time I remember in a long time that we actually got to celebrate the 4th of July on the 4th of July, which is exciting because not only is it our nation's birthday, but for me, it's my youngest daughter's birthday. So it's just a fun, wonderful weekend. And as we know, our country was founded in prayer. So much of it was the courageous founders and their prayers. But interestingly, if you think about it, not only were they people of prayer, but they were responders to prayer. And today, we've, we've done a lot of shows in the year, over the years on prayer, but today I want to do a little bit twist on, different twist on this, is when did you find out that God had blessed you in responding to someone's prayer that you didn't know they prayed? In other words, that when you arrived on the scene or whatever else happened, that you were the one that actually God was allowing to be the responder to prayer, very much like our founder fathers. Obviously, <laughs> there was a lot of prayer involved in July 4th, 1776. So a quick example like that of this would be it, back last winter, I was going down the road and I saw over to the side in a pretty strange place, a family that was outside their car and they just looked stranded. So being the Christian car guy, I, <laughs> I'll pull over there and see what's going on. And, and it's, their battery was dead and I do carry jumper cables and old red. So I quickly hooked up the jumper cables, got them going and and they were just saying, you have no idea what an answer to prayer you were. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? And they said, we've been sitting here praying because all these people had driven by. We did not know what to do. And you would think in a day of cell phones and stuff that there would have been somebody. But we just want you to know what an answer to prayer you are. And I said, well, I, I need to tell you that I do the Christian Car Guy radio show. <laughs> and so you could see that it would be a little, you know, blasphemous for God not to use it occasionally to be an answer to somebody's prayer. So today, as you think about that story, and of course, it doesn't have to be about cars, whatever your story may be, we would love to hear your prayer responder story, 866-348-7884. Yeah, when did God use you? Again, another example of how we can testify how God is using your prayer, people's prayer, maybe you know of an amazing responder story. We would love to hear it regardless. 866-348-7884. And of course, we have a, a couple of other examples. I want to share really, really cool ones. But also we have our Christian insurance guy here with us, Bill Mixon. Bill, you've got some stuff for us on these lines. Well, one of the reasons I love being an insurance being an insurance agent is I get to be there and help people through really big problems that come up and situations that require prayer. Uh, had one client who's um, had the, a bad plumbing problem, and they called in somebody to roto-rooter it, and the rooter guy said, well, you've got a collapse. You've got roots and rocks and dirt and well, we prayed about it, and I remembered a previous situation. I said, you, we need to get a, uh, a video of that pipe, and they videoed the pipe. 
didn't really like the the answer that guy gave. I said, we really need to do this again. And it turned out that they didn't have a collapsed pipe. They had something called a clean out that had been mowed over and pushed down. And that pipe had caused the dirt and the roots and the problems. And since it had been run over by something, that made it an insurance claim. So what had turned out to be an estimate of $10,000 not only got fixed for $1,200, but we turned the claim in against the law yard maintenance company and their insurance paid the entire thing. So in about two months worth of prayer, we had a client that went from absolutely scared to death, the financial collapse, to it all being taken care of. Well, there you go. And so those are the kind of things we would love to hear. How are you involved? How did God use you in a prayer like that? 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four is the number to call in. We are live today on the Fourth of July. We got lots of lines open, and we'd love to hear those stories. And of course, I've got a couple that I want to share, a kind of uh, older stories, but I think you're going to be blessed by those. But as we know, many of you are out there driving today, many folks going on vacation. Throughout the show today, I will be sharing my fourteen vacation gas savers. And so the whole idea there is we don't want you to be on a staycation this year. We want you to go on a vacation. (laughs) And we want you to be able to go to the sea and not have to spend all your time at the shell. You you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So along those lines, I'll just give you right off the top one of my my all-time tips for vacations. You know, I have one of those escargos myself. But if you can possibly make the trip without that, that escargot, that that car carrier that goes on the roof of your vehicle literally costs you about 5% more in gas because it is just like putting a sail up on the top of your roof. And so if you can be able to pack your vehicle without that escargot on the top, you save a tremendous amount of gas. And let me tell you a way you can possibly do that is a lot of people buy their groceries before they go on vacation. Well, then you're carrying an extra 100 pounds of water and this, that, and the other when you could have bought that at the beach. Yeah, it may be a little bit less expensive to buy it at the beach, but by going to the beach and buying it, you're not carrying it all the way down there, which again is another gas saver. So you by not having to have the car top carrier because you bought your groceries there and by not carrying all that water, it's a double whammy. You also See? don't knock it off when you drive <laughs> yeah. in underneath the beach. And house. I've done that in my mother-in-law's garage, uh, uh, something my family will never, ever, ever let me live down the moment of truth going into my mother-in-law's um, when the car top carrier. So along those lines, I do want to share this story, and I may not be able to, f- to finish it before we get to the break, but it's, so, it's such an amazing story. I do a devotion at the re- uh, a retirement home in Moxville, and I often am looking for stories, and I found a book that was out of print from the 1860s about answers to prayer. And when I read this story, talk about your prayer responder story. This is it. And just the classic example, I would think, especially since the little girls involved were so young. So here's Annie and Vanny's first real prayer. Two sisters, one about five years of age and the older was just a bit older, were accustomed to each Saturday morning going some distance from home to get chips and shavings from a copper shop. One morning with the basket well filled, they were returning home when the elder one was taken suddenly sick with cramps or cholera. She was in great pain and unable to proceed, much less to bear the basket home. She sat down on the basket, and the younger one held her from falling. The street was a lonely one, occupied by workshops, factories. Everyone was busy within, 
Not a person was seen on the street. The little girls were at a loss what to do. Too timid to go into any of the workshops, they sat as silent and as quiet as distress as the distressing pains would allow. Soon, the elder girl said, you know, Annie, that a good while ago, mother told us that if we ever got in trouble, we should pray and God would help us. Now, you help me get down upon my knees and hold me up and we'll pray. There on the sidewalk did these two little children ask God to send some help to them. The simple and brief prayer ended. The sick girl again was helped up and sat on the basket and waited the answer to their prayers. Presently, Anne, Annie saw far down the street on the opposite side a man coming up from the factory. Looking around him and looking up and down the street, and then he went back into the factory. <laughs> oh, sister, he's gone in again, said Annie. Her, <laughs> let's see. Well, said Vanny. Perhaps he is not the one that God is going to send. If he is, he'll come back again. There he comes again, said Annie. He walks this way. He seems to be looking for something. He walks slow and without his hat. He put his hand to his head as if he didn't know what to do. Oh, sister, he's gone in again. What shall we do? That may not be the one whom God will send to help us, said Vanny. If he is, he'll come out again. Oh, yes, there he is. This time he has his hat on, said Annie. He comes this way. He walks slowly, looking around on every side. He does not see us. Perhaps the trees hide us. Oh, now he sees us, and he's coming quickly. A brawny German, in broken accents, asks, Oh, children, what is the matter? Oh, sir, said Annie, sister here is so sick she can't walk and we can't get home. Where do you live, my dear? At the end of the street, you can see the house from here. Never mind, said the man, I takes you home. So the strong man gathered the sick children in his arms, and with her head pillowed against his shoulder, he carried her to the place pointed by the younger girl. Annie ran round the house to tell her mother that there was the man at the front door wishing to see her. The astonished mother, with a mixture of surprise and joy, took charge of the precious burden, and the child was laid upon the bed. After thanking the man, she expected him to withdraw, but instead he stood, turning his hat in his hands as one who wishes to say something but knows not how to begin. The mother, observing this, repeated her thanks and finally said, Would you like me to pray, or excuse me, would you like me to pay for bringing my child home? Oh, no. Some tears came through the man's eyes. God pays me. God pays me. I would like to tell you something, but I speak English so poorly that I fear you won't understand. You will hear what our German friend had to say to the mother when we come back. But more than that, we need your story. 866-348-7884. Happy birthday, America. <laughs> We're celebrating the 4th of July today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We would love to hear your answer to uh, the uh, sent, uh, you know how you were sent through someone else's prayer. Prayer responders is what we're looking for. The stories today, of course, I was telling the story of a five and six year old girl before we came to the break, and how they were deathly ill and had prayed for someone to come help. And I'm going to get back to that in a minute. But I need to mention that, of course, these stories. In fact, what Bill's going to share and all that is at ChristianCarGuy.com. You can go to the website, listen to past shows. You can ask an expert anything that you, you know, maybe wanted to get on the show and ask today, anything like that, even the Jesus labor love, car repair labor for single moms and widows are all at christiancarguy.com. And 
uh, of course, we would love to hear your story of when you responded in prayer today by calling in with that or any other question or comment, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. So as we mentioned, the German man had found the two that had prayed on the sidewalk and brought them home, and the mother was trying to understand why he was standing there, and he was he didn't speak English well, and so he was uncomfortable about what had actually happened. And so the mother assured him that she was used to German and she could understand him very well. And so the man said, I am the proprietor of an ink factory and my men work by the piece. I have to keep separate accounts with each. I pay them every Saturday at 12 o'clock. And I was at my desk with all that trying to figure the money. And this week I had many hindrances and way behind on my books. I was working hard at them with the sweat of my face in great anxiety to be ready in time. Suddenly, I couldn't see the figures. The words in the book all ran together. And I had a plain impression on my mind that someone in the street wished to see me. I went out, looked up and down the street, but seeing no one, went back to the desk and wrote a little. Presently, the darkness was greater than before and the impression stronger than before that someone out in the street needed me. Again, I went out, looked up and down the street, walked a little way, puzzled to know what it meant. Was my hard work and the, <laughs> were the cares of my business driving me out of my wits? Unable to solve the ministry, ministry, mystery, I turned again into my shop and to my desk. This time, my fingers refused to grasp the pen. I found myself unable to write a word or make a figure, but the impression was stronger than ever on my mind that someone needed my help. A voice seemed to say, why don't you go out as I tell you? <laughs> there is a need of your help. This time, I took my hat on going out and resolved to stay till I found out whether I was losing my senses or there was a duty for me to do. I walked some distance without seeing anyone and was more puzzled till I came opposite the children and found there was a need indeed of my help. I cannot understand it, madam. As a noble German was about leaving the house, the younger girl had the courage to say, Oh, mother, we prayed. <laughs> <laughs> Thus the mystery was solved, and with tear-stained cheeks, a heavy breast, and a humble, grateful heart, the kind man went to back to his accounts. And this was written by a man by the name of James Rogers in the 1860s of the Alabama Conference with the M.E. Church. And he speaks of it. He says, I've known Annie and Vanny as wonderful Christian women for years and have enjoyed their uh, experiences with them. I, I find that to be the classic example of here was somebody who was a prayer responder. They didn't know it, but it was just amazing. And so as I shared, I told that story at the Somerset Retirement Home that I speak at every Thursday morning. And when I got done with that story, I asked the same question I'm asking you right this minute. When have you had that happen in your life, either as the person making the prayer or as the responder? And one of the ladies there shared an equally remarkable story, which I'll share a little bit later in the show. And she being in her 80s would mean that that story happened somewhere between Annie and Vanny's story in the 1860s and this one, which must have happened somewhere around 1930. I would love to hear yours because I know you're thinking right now about the time that you didn't realize it, but you had an opportunity to respond to someone's prayer or you were, you're the one who prayed and you saw this rem remarkable response. 866 348 Seven eight eight four eight six six three four. truth As we celebrate the birthday of our country, I think it's so important that we see that if we can get connected to the God of the universe and through prayer we can reach him with our needs, he can see whatever our distress may be, whether politically 
or socially or in this case it's just practically what what it is that that we're going through 866-348-7884 of course we've got all these gas tips that we want to share and bill's got some insurance tips along the same lines about prayer responders but another one of my favorite vacation tips that i have practiced myself many many times is if you know you're going on vacation i love to leave the night before (laughs) for two reasons number one the children sleep <laughs> and I don't have to hear, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And for whatever reason, I, I, I guess I should have been a truck driver or something. I can drive at night and I just love to drive at night. And so I don't get sleepy or anything like that. And, and, and if I do, I'll pull over and take a nap or whatever. But by driving at night, everything is uniquely calm, especially with smaller children. But the other thing that it does from a standpoint of saving gas is there's very little traffic. If you have to drive through Dallas, Texas, believe me, try doing that at 2 or 3 in the afternoon sometime, and it'll be something you never forget. But if you drive through it at 2 or 3 in the morning, of course, you got to avoid the drunk drivers and all that kind of stuff. They happen to be one. But I can assure you there's no comparison to the amount of gas that you'll burn going through a big city at those late hours versus the other hours, not to mention when you arrive. You know, your wits are not... <laughs> between the traffic and all that goes on, you know, part of this thing is to have a good time on vacation. And I, 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 one of my favorite tips, of course, is to drive at night, Bill. I I like books on tape. So when I drive, I try to listen to my book on tapes, uh, take it easy and not speed. And my biggest mistake is going through a big city and taking the wrong turn. So if I'm doing what you're recommending and going when it's not too busy and I'm not flustered that I don't make wrong turns and don't end up driving an extra hour. And there you go. And so, but as far as this prayer responders issue, this, this has to do with insurance claims as well, right? Well, in Proverbs, it talks about without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. Where there is no guidance, people fall, but in abundance of counselors, there is victory. And a wise man is one who listens to counsel. To have counsel and to have prayer before you turn in a claim can be very beneficial with the way things turn out. All right, I am excited about the story that you're holding back on right now. 866-348-7884. You're going to bless me. I would die to hear how God answered your prayer or how you were the responder. 866-34-TRUTH. Happy birthday, America! We're celebrating the 4th of July today on the Christian Car Guy Show, sharing some vacation gas-saving tips. But how about those prayer responders? Think of the prayer responders from the revolutionary time. But I would love to hear your prayer response story. Uh, we've got a couple more that we're going to share here. But right now we got Stephen is in Cary, North Carolina. He's got a funny story about driving at night, one of my tips. Stephen, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. What have you got for us? Well, this uh, happened years ago, but my wife and I, when we would go on, on our vacations from Illinois down to Virginia, we'd always drive. And so one time we decided we were going to leave really early in the morning. And uh, needless to say, neither of us could get to sleep, so we decided about 10 o'clock at night to leave then. 
So we got into uh, our car, went to Chicago, to Indiana, got into Ohio and got really tired and pulled into the first uh, rest area. And the only place to park was between two semi-trucks. I mean, this place was just packed out with vehicles. So I said, well, we'll hear them start up in the morning and we'll just leave. Well, about 7.15 in the morning, I wake up and I sit up in the, in the car and I'm looking and there's not one vehicle in the whole place. I mean, it's just totally empty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> we were both like, okay, where did everybody go? <laughs> Sounds like you pulled into a bar. <laughs> you know, I a, a true story, Stephen. One time I was driving through Kansas, and uh, I, I went to spend the night in a motel. And when I pulled into the town, there was a town there. But that night, unknowns to me, because I slept through it, a tornado came through. And when I opened the door of the hotel room, there was no town. I mean, essentially, the only thing left was the motel that I was sitting in. And it's one thing to see a cleared-out rest area, but it's another thing. The whole town was it's literally flattened. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget that, as you might imagine. But it, when I heard your story, I couldn't help remember that. Um, you both but, sleep very, very <laughs> sound. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. God bless you. I appreciate you calling in. Have a great day. You too. God bless. There you go. And... And, you, you know, you never know when you go to sleep what you might wake up to find. You know, the Lord has other plans, whatever they may be. So, as I mentioned, we uh, uh, do the devotion, and, and I ask, and I'm like I'm asking now, anybody who has a story, I asked the ladies there, and there was one gentleman, if anybody had a story. And so, Dora, actually a lady I, I've known for some time, she says, well, I have a story, but I never tell these because nobody ever believes me. And I was like, well, that's the one I want to hear. I want to hear the one that nobody believes. And she said, well, you're not, you're not going to believe it, but it's true. I said, well, tell me what happened. You know, and Dora's the kind of person, believe me, you wouldn't question her uh, honesty. So she said, well, when I'd been much, when I was much younger and I'd been in the hospital and the doctors had let me out and I'd gone home. This is when she was a little girl and I wasn't there long and I began to feel terribly sick and I knew I needed to go back. But my father, feeling that everything was okay, had gone off to the local grocery store, and apparently there was sort of a men's hangout, and if you've ever been to Davie County, they still are in some of those stores, sort of a hangout where the men drink coffee and all that kind of thing. So her father had gone there, and her mother was in the kitchen fixing dinner, and she was getting her sicker and sicker, and she was getting desperate because she knew she needed to go back to the hospital and find the, spy the fact that she was a little girl. Yet she didn't know what she'd do. And so with all else failed, like often in my own case, she decides, well, I'll pray. And she prays that God would do something. And she said almost immediately there came a knock at the door, and her mother answered the door, and a man whom she nor her mother had ever seen before or since burst through the door, hurried straight through the kitchen to my room as though he knew where he was and called me by name. This man then told me where we were headed for the hospital. The sequence of events was frightening to my mother. She thought she'd let someone in the house that was going to harm us. Yet, no doubt, he seemed to know exactly what and where he was, although a total stranger. My mother, quickly realizing that I had grown worse, agreed, and we need to go back to the hospital. Astonished, I asked the man how, I, how he knew I needed help, and he told me that he listened to the Holy Spirit. 
And so it was that I returned to the hospital and recovered, but never forgot God's answer to my prayer. I mean, is that not just phenomenal to hear that story? Uh, it just kind of blows me away. Well, we've got Ann is in Huntersville with her story. We need yours, 866-348-7884. Ann, what you got for us? Hi there, Robbie. Um, yeah, I was debating whether to tell you this or not, but I thought, oh, well, why not? Maybe it'll encourage somebody else, because I was just praying to the Lord the other day and going through the usual stress about earth life problems <laughs> and challenges, and I said, Lord, because I guess the older we get, sometimes our little get up and go got, got up and went, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> and you feel just a little bit, you know, a little weary uh, of earth life, and the Lord has to constantly remind me in a very precious way, you know, that life with Him is a constant adventure. And, um, you know, I just have to ask him to restore that. And he was really giving me that in, in my quiet time with him. Well, I went outside on a walk, and my area is a beautiful area. And I always, I love dogs, so I always get my dog fixes when I see all these neighbors and their doggies. And here's a lady coming towards me. I'd never seen her before. And her black and white border collie type dog, so pretty, and and just made a beeline right towards me, the doggy. And <laughs> she even said that. She said, boy, she just made a beeline right towards you. And we were just talking to each other. And uh turns out the doggy's name was Annie. <laughs> so this is a real personalized message because my friends call me Annie. And uh, the owner was Amy, and she and I got to talking, and she started sharing some of her problems. And I said, I'd love to give you my book. It's in the trunk of my car, which is right there. And she was thrilled, and it was really so sweet. And then we were just talking about the Lord. turns out she's a Christian. And she said, you know, I was talking to the Lord uh, today about these problems. And she said, and then I heard him say so clearly, Amy... I have to remind you that we're on an adventure. And then there was that same word that the Lord had used with me that morning over and over. This is an adventure, Anne. This is your new adventure. <laughs> That's so right, I Anne. Just, and, and as I think about that story, and I know that uh-huh. I, it's, Anne is often, you'll hear her in Christian Car Guy Theater, and she is a good friend of mine, and she's also a writer. But being a writer, she knows that in any good story, the heroine or the hero has to go through all sorts of stuff (laughs) in order to prove that they have what it takes. And so, you know, it's, if you're going to write a good story, the the one time I I took one class on writing and it said, you're Uh supposed to send your hero up a tree, throw rocks at him, throw bricks at him, then figure out other things to throw at him, keep him up in the tree to where the the, the, the reader is sure that he's going to fall out of the tree, throw more stuff at him, have a plane come down and bomb him. <laughs> and that's the way you write a good story. That's right. And so, exactly. Anne, you're that's in the middle right. of a great yeah, you, story. You, you, you get, that's right. <laughs> you got to go through it to get to it. And 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 you and you have to constantly be pulling back to that default position instead of the default position of negativity and and oh fear and all that jazz. You have to pull back to that place of, you know, of of knowing he is with you in the adventure. <laughs> there you go. Well, God, but that's you. so true. That is great writing, isn't it? You know, the, <laughs> you know, you got to go through the the pain uh, for the gain, right? You know, <laughs> that's what makes 
for a great story. God bless you. Thank yeah. you, Ann. God bless you. I appreciate uh-huh. you calling right. in. And I need to, you got you got that story. You're sitting on it. You're thinking you need to call in. Come on now. Just think all the people that could be encouraged to hear how God either responded through you or answered yours. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. All right, another one of my vacation gas tips, okay? I'm not saying that the driver should have gas bunny on their phone, but since you're on vacation, your wife, your spouse, whoever, there is an app called Gas Buddy, and that thing is really cool. And so you, it's, it's going to be, you know, you're within, you, you see in the next 50 miles you're going to need gas. Well, by doing a little bit of a study and turning on your Gas Buddy app, you can find, you know, what gas stations are coming your way and, and how much you can save. And, of course, another part of the thought process that doesn't have to do with Gas Buddy is you can, knowing the states that you're going to go through, do a little study ahead of time to see which states have the higher tax. Because you'll know it if you're in North Carolina, South Carolina gas is always cheaper, and so is Virginia, because our tax is higher than those two states. And so, you know, you get, in my case, I won't fill up in North Carolina if I know I'm going to Virginia or South Carolina. I'll start out with five or six or seven gallons just to get me to South Carolina <laughs> so I can fill up with that cheap gas. All these things are little ways that we <laughs> keep from investing in Shell and investing in our vacation. That's what we're talking about. When we come back, we do have an outstanding birthday story about our country's birth that Bill's going to share about a couple of our founding fathers. But most of all, we need your prayer responder story. 866-348-7884. Call in and share. Happy birthday, America, today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We get to celebrate with you on the 4th of July. And so we're sharing some vacation gas tips. We're certainly thinking about prayer responders as they responded to prayer in those early days. We'd love to hear your story. You call us 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And the stories that we've related, of course, are at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as the story you're, you're going to hear from Bill here shortly. If you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you can see the story of Dora and the answers to Annie and Vanny's prayer. All those are there at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as Ask an Expert, the Jesus Labor Love, all those kind of things. But we are blessed to have – Bill's done a little research this morning, and he's got a little insight for us on what happened – on the 4th of July that I I find fascinating. Thomas Jefferson and John Adams were the last surviving members of the original American revolutionaries who had stood up to the British Empire and forged a new political system in the former colonies. However, while they were both uh, believed in democracy, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, their opinions on how to achieve these ideas diverged over time. Adams preceded Jefferson as president, and it was during this time that his ideas about policymaking became distinct and personalized. 
The irascible and hot-tempered Adams was a firm believer in strong centralized government, while the erudite Gentile Jefferson believed the federal government should take a more hands-off approach, and they differed on individual state rights. As Adams' vice president, Jefferson was so horrified by what he considered to be Adams' abuse as president, particularly his passage of the restrictive Alien and Sedition Acts, that he abandoned Adams and Washington for his estate in Monticello. There he plotted how he could bring his Republican fraction back into power in his presidency and the election of 1800. After an exceptionally bitter campaign in which both parties engaged in slanderous attacks on each other's uh, in print, Jefferson emerged victorious. It appeared the former friends would be eternal enemies. After serving two presidential terms, Jefferson and Adams each expressed to third parties their respect for the other and their desire to renew their friendships. Adams was the first to break the silence and sent Jefferson a letter dated January 1, 1812, in which he wished Jefferson many happy New Years to come. Jefferson responded with a note in which he finally recalled when they were fellow laborers in the same cause. The former revolutionaries went on to resume their friendships for another 14 years, riding back and forth in their golden years. On July 4, 1826, at the age of 90, Adams lay on his deathbed while the country celebrated Independence Day. His last words were, Thomas Jefferson still survived. He was mistaken, though, because Jefferson had died five hours earlier at Monticello at the age of 82. So two of our founding fathers died on July 4th, and a third founding father, James Monroe, was born on July 4th. There you go. A little American history via the Christian insurance guy. (laughs) But we are still... Anxious to hear you got a few minutes left, and you know you got that prayer responder story that you want to share, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. It looks like we got somebody calling in. That's good. We're going to get to that in just a second. But, Bill, what's another one of those insurance tips that you may want to share with us here real quick? It's really good to pray before you report a claim. It's really good to talk to somebody else about the claim so that you articulate it right. It's very great to write down exactly what you expect to say anytime you're going to say something important. And when you place a claim, that's an important one to get right. All right. Well, good news. It's my mom. And my mom is calling from Illinois. And mom, have you got a story for us? Well, yeah, I was an answer to prayer once. Oh. Um, As you may know, your stepdad had some unfortunate marriages, and he was very discouraged after his divorce, and he said, God, if you want me to get married, you're going to have to throw her at me. (laughs) Well, um, that's kind of what happened, and I had been praying. Lord, if you ever want me to marry again, he's going to have to come knocking at the front door because I'm not going looking. <laughs> and what happened was um, a mutual friend 
told my husband, my present husband, that I was divorced, and she got us together, and that was the answer to prayer. And so she was a well, responder on two different prayer requests. She didn't know both on either side that says, hey, if you want this to happen, yeah. you have to make it happen. <laughs> and so, you know, and there she was. we've been married 35 years. Well, there you go. Yeah. Isn't it cool? And, yeah. and I can't help but think of all the prayers that must have gone on in the revolution. Um, oh. Oh. And the tremendous uh, answers that... Um, that we live under that freedom. If, you know, we wouldn't be able to have this kind of radio show right this minute if it wasn't for that. Mom, thank you so much. God bless you. I appreciate you calling I, in. <laughs> I don't think from. any of us appreciate our freedom enough. And, of course, I have my one daughter. Mariah was born on the 4th of July, too, yeah. and, and so she has been Miss Independence since the day of her birth. <laughs> well, wish her happy birthday. <laughs> I will. Thanks, Mom. God bless. Bye-bye. We have Lonnie is in Louisville. Lonnie, you're on the Christian is Lanny. You're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Uh, good morning. What have you, you got for us? You were to prayer once. Tell me. And um, the, um, the radio's on and it's confusing me. Um, so we were in El Paso, Texas, and it was in the summer, and we were driving, and there was a car broken down in the intersection, and this was back when the car makers thought they could make really good diesel family cars. And this guy was broke down in the intersection. His family is in the car, and my husband and I drive by, and I say, um, you know, you know how to work on those. And he said, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, let's stop and see if we can help. So we did. We pulled back around, and we stopped, and we helped him. And he eventually brought his car out to his father, my father-in-law's garage, and he had it worked on, and as it turned out, he was a dentist. And uh, my in-laws didn't have a whole lot of money. They didn't have the ability to get the insurance and what have you, but my mother-in-law needed dental work. So they traded dental work for work on the car. So it's just, we were an answer to this man's prayer, and then he was an answer to my mother-in-law's prayers. That is awesome, isn't it? It is. It's great to see how God links everything together. Yeah, he's he's got his own economy. <laughs> <laughs> he does, yes. He's got yes. the Catalan a thousand hills and a few dentists to go with him. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Lanny. That's so wonderful. I appreciate you calling in this morning, and God bless you. Have a happy thank 4th you. of July. You too. Thank you for letting me share it. Oh, thank you. And thank you for listening to Christian Car Guy Show. As always, we tell you to go to ChristianCarGuy.com if you weren't able to get on today. I would love to hear your prayer story. You can see how to email Robbie. Ask an ask expert anything there. Listen to previous podcasts, of course, all the episodes of Christian Car Guy Theater are there now and very, very popular. So by all means, listen to that. The Jesus Labor Love, Car Repair Labor, not the parts for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And of course, we want to remind you to always slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And as we celebrate our birthday, let's think about those who responded to the Holy Spirit and to prayer. God bless.